Let's give it up for Chris Willis. Hey, guys. Let me just take a second to, man, worshiping is, it's crazy. Sometimes people, people think that, man, you got to play an instrument. You got to play a piano. You got to play the drums to worship God. Nah, man, you can worship to a CD all day. I do it going down the, going down the road every day. There's times where I'm like, praise Jesus, taking my hands off the wind. I'm like, nope, I'm going to praise Jesus while driving. So it's, it's a problem for us worshipers who drive. It just really is. Really good. Speaking of that, I want to show you guys a picture. If you can throw the picture up on the screen, this is my new vehicle that I just got. So for those of you who knew that I got in my wreck a few, about a month and a half ago, um, I completely told my car, I'll show you that in a second. But this is my new vehicle. I call it the Broke Mobile. And the reason why, the reason why I call it the Broke Mobile is because it's so very, very sad. <laughs> so I get in the car whenever I go to buy it. This dude's like, hey, you can come buy, but I want 1800 for it. And I'm like, nah, man, I got 1500 for it. I get 1500 So I get there. This car is so sad. It's broken again. The radio doesn't work. Like, the steering wheel, like, the steering wheel's fine. The middle of it's cut out, though, for some random reason. Like, I don't know. Like, the entire dash is, like, mostly missing. Um, the AC works great, let me just tell you. Like, the AC is perfect. If I could ask for anything in a car, it was the AC. But it didn't have a rearview mirror. Um, yeah, anything that you wanted to work. None of the windows worked. My driver's side door handle didn't work. <laughs> so I get off from 1200 I ended up getting the car because my grandma was so nice. She blessed me with money to go get a car. And I'm like, thank you, Grandma, from Jesus to heaven. To, you're going to heaven, girl. Um, so I go to buy this car, and I'm like, man, Jesus, I need a car. I'm going to buy it. So I bring it back with the 300 I still had. I was able to fix it up. And then I sold the another vehicle. I'm going to tell you about in a second. I got 700 for it. Man, my car is tricked out now. Let me just tell you. Windows are still broken. Door handles still don't work. But man, I got a nice dash cover. You wouldn't believe it. I got a new windshield. Like I'm like, amen, Jesus, thank you. Oh, and I got new speakers. The speakers in my car are no longer broken. I'm so happy. I'm like, praise God, I've got good car speakers. I can listen to worship music in the car. But anyways, me and Joseph Pilgrim, we were coming to church Sunday because we do media and sound and stuff like that. We decided to go to um, Carrie's for breakfast. So I get to Carrie's, right? And I go to, I go to like look at my cup holder. So I'm like, I heard something. I look at it, pull the cup holder up. My handle that holds the cup holder in place comes up in my hand. And I'm like, this is supposed to still be attached and coming out. So look, there's a giant hole where my cup holder used to be and I'm holding my cup holder in my hand. That is why I call it broke mobile. And then, then to top it off, I was like, mm, I'm angry, but I really want pancakes. So I go to get out of the car. My door handle on the inside, I open it up. It breaks. Like, I'm like, really? Thank you, God. Like, I didn't need this anyways. So I just kind of, I put it back on. And right now, whenever I open it up, it pulls the, it out. But I can, like, pull it out, so I'm real careful not to. And so... That's my broke mobile. I love it. So on to my next vehicle that I have, for those of you who see, this is what it looked like after I got in the wreck, right? So please compare. Which one looks better, the red one or this one? This obviously, obviously, like if I could have, I would have been like, thank you, officer, taking the keys and driven it home. I don't even know. How did I total? Okay, so for those of you who got an AMS, I was like, bam, bam, driving on home. And so it was one of those days where it didn't quite rain. It was just really misty. I was driving on Acton Highway, which I never do, but I was like, man, I want some Sonic. So I took the shortcut to go. But now keep in mind, I was, going su- I was being super safe. The speed limit over there is 40 whenever it's not during the school zone, but it was 40. So, and I was even going 30 to make sure I didn't get to a wreck. Now, I went around this curb, and my car started to slide. And I was like, no, nah, it's okay. I'm a race car driver. I can save this. So I saved it. The only problem was is I saved it as it was going into the curb. It's like, yeah, I saved it. 
oh no. <laughs> and so the car flipped. And can I go into the next picture real quick that I want to show you guys? This was me after my wreck. I was like, and you know, I have a deep story behind this that I'm going to go into for a second and then get into my actual message. But the reason why I felt like this was because my car like flipped over on its side. And the first thing I thought was like, I wasn't hurt or anything. Like, let me just tell you. I was like, man, my car's sideways. This is a problem. So I'm sitting in my car, right? Some dude's running up. He's like, how can I help you? Can I help you? Like, let me, they're trying to break my window. I'm like, don't break my window. I call my dad while I'm sitting in the car. (laughs) The dude's like, are you okay? And I'm like, hang on a second. Hey, dad, I was in a wreck. (laughs) He said some words. And I was like, no, no, dad, I'm not kidding. I was in a wreck. And this dude's like, are you okay? Are you bleeding? (laughs) Hang on. Talking to my dad. And so then this lady runs up. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, it's all good. My dad just hang on. And so I get off the phone with my dad. I'm like, okay, how do we do this? The dude opens up my top door. He's like, you're going to have to climb out. My car was this high. I was like, um, do I look like an Olympic jumper to you? <laughs> and that's how I knew that I was okay and I wasn't hurt when my sense of humor was still intact. <laughs> and so I was like, no, you're going to shut that. So I climbed to the back of my vehicle. I actually climbed out the trunk, which you can't see, which is on the other side. And I climbed out of it. First thing I did whenever I got out, I was like, where's my MacBook? Because <laughs> if you all know, MacBooks are so expensive. So I was like, I got to find my MacBook for Jesus. And so I climbed out of the car, and everyone's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And everything. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So everything turned out really good with that. But the one thing that I, the reason why I took this picture is because I was like, man, God's got me right now. I just got in this car wreck. Out of eight car wrecks that day, I was the only kid to walk away. I'm the only person to walk away. Everyone else either died that day or was care flighted. So I was the only person to walk away, and I was like, man, praise Jesus that I got away. I pray for those families who lost their friends and their loved ones. But I was like, God, I'm so happy that I was safe this evening. No, I didn't get, my, my parents asked me on a Sonic. I was like, no, I'm feeling tired. I just want to go home. A few weeks before my car wreck, I was um, driving down the road. Now, this car wasn't no pretty, like, Mustang itself or anything. It still had some problems. It definitely wasn't no broke mobile. So I was driving down the road, and there was this nail that was in my tire. <clears throat> Never been a problem or anything. So I was like, we cool, we cool, bro. We just gonna, we just drive down the road, right? So I was driving, everything was cool. I started noticing my car was kind of like, blah, bloop, blah, bloop, blah, bloop. <laughs> so I was like, what now? So I pull over on the side of the road, <clears throat> get out. My tire is flat because the nail has decided that, hang on, my glasses are dirty. The nail has decided that it would like to finally let all the air leak out and just leave me stranded on the side of the road. So I was sitting there on the side of the road, and I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's like 85 degrees outside, which for any of you who know me, know that I was like sweating. I was like, God, I'm going to die. It was so hot. I mean, like, I'm either at, like, Leah's house or Yvette's house. I'm like, air conditioning. And so it's terrible. And so I was sitting on the side of the road, and I was like, man, what am I going to do? And the crazy thing about it is, like, I felt like I had, like, kind of like a hole in my heart or, like, in my, in my life, kind of. I felt like I had a hole. And the reason why I felt like I had a hole in my life was due to the fact that since the tire had no air in it, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go to school. I couldn't get back home. I couldn't go to eat something. I was just stuck there. And so I felt like there was this, this giant hole in my life that I didn't know how to fix, right? And some of us in our lives feel like, kind of like we have holes in our lives. But I don't like the hole that I had in my tire or the hole that I had in my heart. Kind of like the hole from people telling us that we're nothing or that we're worthless or we can't do anything in life. So some of us go through life kind of like my vehicle did. 
and we're going along. We have this nail in our life and everything, and we're like, things are good. Things are great. People are, are telling me that I'm nothing. People are telling me that I'm worthless, but I'm good. I'm going along. Still got air. Don't got any holes. Finally, that, that nail's gone, and what's left? Just an empty hole in your life, and it's like all the air's gone out of you, and you can't do anything. And you feel like you've lost all of your strength, you've lost all of your life, you've lost all of your hopes, all of your dreams. And it's where you're left at a lot of times. In our lives, a lot of times, it's not like a literal hole, but it's more like a spiritual hole in our life where we once had God, but after everyone said all these things to us and made us feel so bad and told us we were nothing, it's like we kind of lost God in that spot. And so that hole is just empty and we need something to fill it in our life, right? So... I want to show you guys this piece of paper. This paper is our lives, right? We're going through life and everything. We're happily and doodly and stuff like that. And then bam! Then bam! Things happen to us. This is your father leaving whenever you were first born because he didn't care about you. This is your mother telling you you're nothing, that you can never be anything in life. So these are your parents that never really cared. Now, some of us have parents that care, but these are the kids that never have parents that care. These are the bullies that are in your life that tell you you're nothing at school. These are the friends that tell you they want to hang out with you on the weekends and just be super cool with you. But then, like, they ditch you or they ask you to do drugs or something, and you're like, man, I'm not cool with that. This is the depression that you get through, that you get every day. And just like, here we go. Here we go. This is the depression that you have every day. Just going through life and not really sh knowing what you're going to do or sure how your life's going to turn out, right? So this is just, this is kind of how life is going for us and stuff, right? So this is how we actually look. We like to act like we're a perfect, filled piece of paper and that everything's good in our lives and everything's perfect. Reality, it's not. In our lives, this is how we feel most of the time, right? But we don't want to show it. We just want to show that we're a perfect piece of paper, that nothing's wrong with us, that we can go through life, and nothing can ever phase us. So I want to share a story with you guys tonight. There was this man, Bartimaeus, right? He lives in this town of Jericho. So this is how it starts. Jesus and his disciples were in the town of Jericho. And as they had left, a large crowd started to follow him. And so this blind beggar named Bartimaeus, this favorite guy, his name is Bart, right? So Bart was going through and stuff, and he was sitting on the side of the road. Now, Bart had heard Jesus was nearby, and then he began to shout, Jesus, have mercy on me, right? And so everyone in the town was like, be quiet, Bart. Be quiet. You don't mean anything. No one cares about you. You're blind. What can you see in life anyways? Jesus doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't want to hear from you. Who cares, right? And so... Bart's just kind of sitting there. He's kind of feeling all hurt and stuff, and things are going on. But I want to kind of show you what happens to him after this. So he sits there, and he goes. What he says next is, it's really surprising to me. He says, Jesus, have mercy on me. He doesn't give up because they told him that he was nothing just because he was blind. He said, Jesus, have mercy on me. He kept screaming this. The crowd was like, be quiet. Shut up. You don't mean anything. But he kept screaming, Jesus, have mercy on me. And finally, at one point, Jesus stops. He turns around. He looks at our good old friend, Bart. He's like, hmm, what's going on? So he walks over here, and he says, tell him to come here. I want to speak with him. So he drops his coat, and he ran over to Jesus, and he said, and Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus then asked, 
He said, I want to see, right? And the reason why Bartimaeus was going through his life at times, at some points, I can tell you, he felt like he was nothing. He felt like he was worthless. And the reason why he felt like this is because he had holes in his life. Being blind was honestly one of the holes in his life to him. He wasn't sure what to do. He wasn't sure who to go to, who to call out to, but he knew Jesus was there for him. And so what he said to him, he said, I want to see. Jesus then said to him, go, you are healed for your sins are forgiven. Bartimaeus was then able to see because Jesus forgave all of his sins and Jesus filled the holes in his life because he asked Jesus into his life. So once he was healed and he was able to see, he went out with Jesus and he was able to minister to so many other people because he was in the name of Jesus and Jesus gave him life for him. So in life, we have a hard time and we don't want to accept Christ to the life. And we're just kind of going through and we're just kind of like, man, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I want to follow this guy, what he's going to do for me. But I want to tell you, if you just go up to Jesus, he's going to fill the holes in your life. And so I want to put this duct tape on here real quick. These holes are all the hate and everything that you have from other people, all the depression, all the lies that you've ever had in your life. And this is Jesus coming into our lives, and he's healing us, and he's making us new in him again, guys. So I want to ask you guys, what's something that's going on in your life? What's something in your life that you could let Jesus take over, you could let Jesus be Lord of your life on? This is our life after Christ gets us. And I want to explain something to you. We're never the same. See how the duct tape is a different color, right? Obviously, you can see that. The reason why Jesus would come into our life and we're never, never the same, do you want to be someone who goes back to the way that you were before without Christ? Do you want to become just that regular piece of paper? Or do you want to become someone who has Christ in your life and is able to show Christ? Right? So this is what God actually does for us. He doesn't just heal us. He makes our lives new in him. He gives us a sense of hope, of love, a restoration, and then he goes through and he shows his life through us. He gives us the power. He gave me the power. Let me just take a moment. Okay, guys, so remember that time that I preached a long time ago and I preached about my life story and everything that was happening about my family and the depression that I felt and the guilt that I felt and everything that I was going through? Those were holes in my life. Those were problems that I was having. I finally gave them to Jesus, and Jesus came through and he did this for me. Now, he didn't just make me a blank piece of paper again. He did this right here. He covered my life up, and now, at least I hope, I hope you're able to see the duct tape that I have in my life. I hope that you're able to see what Christ has done for me and where I'm at in my walk now. Okay, guys? Now, I want to tell you something. I eventually found someone who was able to plug the hole in my tire, right? So I was super excited. I was like, man, going back down the road again. My tire's full of air. I'm good. I'm going strong. Things are great. But you know what? The guy didn't come to me. I had to go find him. I had to go down to good old discount tire, right? The guy was sitting at the desk where he had been the entire time. And I showed up and I was like, hey, can you fix my tire? And he fixed it for me. Jesus is the same way. A lot of us are waiting for God to come into our lives and fix it for us. But he's always right there. He's sitting there waiting for you. Just like the guy at discount tire was waiting for me. You just have to be like, Jesus, I need you to help me. Jesus, have mercy on me. That's what you got to do in your everyday life. Every day that you wake up, Jesus, have mercy on me, for I am a sinner, and I need you in my life. Jesus can fill the holes in your life.
But the one thing you have to do tonight is you have to be like, God, I need you to come into my life. My, my vehicle wouldn't have been fixed unless I went to that place. Your lives won't be fixed unless you go to Jesus. And you ask Jesus to come into your life and just to help you and to save you tonight. And I know what? Some of you might not want to accept Jesus to your life. Saved up. Some of you might not want to accept Jesus to your life tonight. Because you've been through hell and back. You understand what it's like to be in pain, to be in suffering, to be hurt. You're like, man, I don't know if I want to let Jesus to my life because I don't know what it's going to do to me. I don't know if it's going to save me. I don't know if it's going to bring me more suffering and pain. Well, guys, I just want to tell you that if you let him come into your life, it changes your world. Mentally, physically, spiritually, your life is changed. You're going to have hard days. I will relate to Yvette on this one. We have hard days all the time, but compared to the good days, they're amazing. And the hard days that we have are for guys like you. We have them to help you guys and to love you guys and let you guys know that God is here for you guys and here for all of us. So that's what I want you guys to know. And I want, I want the worship team to come up tonight just for a little bit. I want to do a song for you guys. So guys, I know some of you are in a dark place. And I just ask you to ask God just to be with you tonight. Just pray the prayer, God, please forgive my sins. I want to be in your life, God. Please restore my life, God. Let me be with you in your kingdom. Let me do the work for you, God. If you're that person, I just ask you right now just to praise God tonight. Just to ask him to come into your heart and show you his love. And let you be a world changer for him, guys. free to worship with us guys because you are beautiful in all your ways because you are beautiful in all your Cause you are beautiful in all your ways. I just want you guys to know that God loves you and he sees the suffering that you're going through and he sees your pain. He sees the direction that your life's going in and he just wants to be there for you and love you. There's some of you who just want to open up your hearts. I just ask you to open up your hearts tonight, guys. Just receive God with you, guys. Just receive God.